This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To be or not to FCB, City take a bumper lead to Bavaria for their second leg clash against Bayern. But will it be enough? It's Wednesday the 20th of April. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. We're Man City and we might be on the piss again, but if you're wondering where to pick up the best beer this side of the Atlantic, let me introduce you to Beer Monster. The online home of household brands, niche independent brews and the famous Beer Monster Draft Tap, allowing you, the listener, to pour the perfect pint from the comfort of your own home. Head over to beermonster.com for free shipping on all orders over £35 and if you're quick enough, you can grab an extra fiver off any purchase between now and the end of April. UK residents only, 18 and over, drink responsibly. Guten Abend, Adam Bukar. Sehr gut. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to speak in German. It's been a long time since I've brushed up on my German. I did I did uh, try and learn German during lockdown and just forgot it all. I think, I've blo- I think I've just blocked out lockdown from my mind, which unfortunately means I also lost all the, the German that I learned. So nicht gut. Yeah. Um, I extend to year 10, year 11. 
GCSE level German, which is what sort of your your latter high school. It's a bit weird. It confuses me the, the American school system in more ways than I, one. I don't know that we had German as an option. I think we only had French and Spanish. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It wasn't a very popular language choice in um, over here. I think only about. 13 14 people in the class but it stuck with me and it, it it gets me around germany which at the time of this podcast i will be hurtling around southern germany from city to city excited for tonight's game um let's let's jump into it then because if you haven't already there's been two episodes already this week i was joined by john on monday we we reviewed the uh Leicester city win and looks a little bit at the title race on tuesday ollie squared ollie mccool and ollie kirsch joined to speak about the title race in a little bit more detail and then we sort of flirted with a bit of a Bayern preview looking sort of general thoughts about the game this is solely Bayern Munich focused I'll hand it over to you straight away then Adam general thoughts about tonight's match because we're looking at perhaps a historic evening for City in more ways than one yeah I have to be honest I'm not quite sure how to feel about this one um I'm not sure whether to be comfortable, extremely nervous of a quick Bayern goal. Um, I feel like there's so many factors. I think I won't quite know how I feel until maybe 15 minutes into the game. Um, and if Bayern, you know, blitz City pretty quickly and they create loads of chances early on, then I'll say, I don't know, maybe this can get dicey. But if City take control from the from the first whistle, then then you can kind of relax into the chair a little bit. So I genuinely don't know how to feel because I don't think we've ever been in this position. We've ev- we've either been in tight uh, knockout ties, like last year with Real Madrid, you know, 4-3 at home and, and going to, to Madrid, or I think back to, you know, playing the likes of Basel and clubs like that where you maybe take a 5-0 first leg lead and and the second leg is irrelevant. So I don't think we've ever been in this position where, it's perfectly, perfectly balanced between being an absolute tonking and a potential, you know, famous night for Bayern to come from behind and and snatch something. So, yeah, it's a. I got to say, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused. Well, I can, I can tell you, it is uncharted territory for City in Champions League quarterfinals, at least. Obviously, last year was Atletico. We were one nil up at this stage. That went on to be nil nil. Season before, there was a, I think it was a two one first leg advantage against Borussia Dortmund. Obviously, then going over to Dortmund and, and managed to get the job done. I think it was two one again, maybe four to an aggregate. Before that, City's only other quarterfinal victory came against PSG, which is obviously another slender, slender win on the night. So this is very much uncharted territory, as I say, for City heading into a quarterfinal. And uh, yesterday we spoke with the Ollies about could this come back to bite City? Is the lead big enough? Which is it's astonishing, isn't it? Because it's 3-0 against Bayern Munich. Uh, so 3-0 against any opponent will be good. Uh, but obviously it is Bayern Munich. Looking at it from the opposite side, I was listening to the Noisy Neighbours podcast and, and they did a good job at, obviously, adding a little bit of positivity, as they always do. And, and they were saying, basically, Bayern will have to score four on the night to go through as as the winner of the title. will have to score three to make it um, go into extra time and, and eventually penalties if that's the case. So minimum, they're going to have to score three. They're going to have to try and score four. Obviously, if City score a goal, that goes up by one each increment. So 
let's not sort of kid ourselves. You know, our nerves may get the better of ourselves, but we'd, we'd be much we'd much rather be in this position than the Bayern Munich supporters, the Bayern Munich podcasters, the Bayern Munich players and coaches heading into this game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that is easy to say that. Oh, every you know, for every goal we score, they they're going to need another. But I think that kind of um, eliminates the idea of momentum and energy. You know, if they get a quick one. Um, mm the energy shifts drastically and the 3-1 feels, you know, 3-1 may be a, a healthy lead in a Champions League knockout tie, but it feels unhealthy in that situation. If they get a second, then it almost feels like they've already leveled it. You know, mm. just that will be the feeling. So, but absolutely, you'd rather be in this position. I'm I'm not going into this game thinking, thinking of the worst. If anything, I'm thinking of, well, actually, this sets City up for maybe even more of a thumping because... Bayern are going to have to come at us a little bit more. And, you know, you think back to that first leg and yes, I think Bayern had more of the possession, but there were, there were stretches of that game where you could see Tuchel kind of revert to his type, which was give City a little bit of the ball, try to be solid and then hit on the break. I think that was pretty evident in his team selection with, with Sané and Gnabry and, and Davies and Musiala. Whereas, you know, if he, if he wanted to, have a bit more of the ball and be camped out in City's half, you'd maybe throw a, a Muller in there instead of Musiala. Um, but they're going to have to come out and attack City. They, they have to go for it. They have no other option. They can't go 10, 15, 20-minute spells giving up the ball and trying to pick their moments. They're going to have to go from from the first whistle. So um, if anything, that just opens up more space for you know players like Erling Holland and Kevin De Bruyne and Jack Grealish to get him behind and and cause havoc. So I think, I think it may be a bit of a, a basketball game. And if that's the case, then it absolutely suits city. If it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you're not, you're not keeping city off the score sheet. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would have two years ago. Um, but you're not keeping this iteration of city off of the score sheet in an open game where it's counterattack versus counterattack. It's just, you're not keeping them off the score sheet. So I am going into it with, with loads of positivity. Um, but you know, there's always that little, that little devil on the shoulder that says, "What about Madrid? What about Leon?" <laughs> yeah, just yeah, right there behind my ear, telling me of all the trauma in the past. So, um, but yeah, I, I am going into it with a positive mindset for sure. I think we said on the review, yes, uh, sorry, on um, the review after the Bayern Munich win, the three 0 win last week. It just about 3-0, just about keeps the door open. You know, it's just slowly shutting a heavy duty door, just slowly closing. And, and Thomas Tuchel, just before full time, managed to sneak his foot in front of it and keep it open for another moment. Will they get through? Will they manage to, to overturn the tie? Who knows? It, it only, I've got some stats for you, Adam. Only five teams in the history of the Champions League have ever overturned a second leg by a three goal margin. Um, no German side has ever done it. So you've obviously touched on the tactical side of it. What would it mean from the almost philosophical side for City if they were to demolish? You know, let, let's let's obviously we'd love another three 0 We'd obviously hate a tetchy two 0 on the night win for Bayern, meaning that it goes to three to an aggregate. You know, they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Say City go there, you might get a one 0 two 0 win on the night. You know, a, a big sizable margin on aggregate to go through. What would it mean for City? Do you think in this competition to have dumped out what a Bayern Munich six time winners or something like that of the European Cup to have dumped out European royalty with 
pretty consummate ease, it has to be said. It, it, it seems like this is a seismic moment for City going forward. Obviously, by the time this goes out, we'd have known the opponent in the second leg, and that's to come in a semi-final touchwood, hopefully. But it feels like a big one in terms of City's relationship with this tournament. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I'm trying to think back, and it feels like maybe we've had this conversation before. Um, maybe not you and I, but we as mm. the as as city supporters. You know, I think back to going to the Bernabeu that that last game before lockdown. That felt like a watershed moment to win there. Um, but that was in you know a really tight game that could have gone either way. Whereas, you know, if we claim a scalp like Bayern Munich in resounding fashion, five six one on aggregate, um, that's a huge statement. And I think it it. It also means something, the fact that there was all this talk heading into the first leg of, oh, you know, Thomas Tuchel's in town now, you know, Pep's old nemesis got the better of him at Chelsea. And, um, you know, you are on this podcast saying, well, actually, this maybe even tips it in their favor slightly. Um, And to go in and kind of, it seems like when there's a black cloud over a Champions League campaign for City. They, they they can very easily be enveloped by that cloud and they can very easily succumb to the pressure. We've seen it numerous times. You know, we've seen it almost almost every time they've ever played it, except for maybe the with the run to the final. Um and this feels like where things were looking like it could go against them, the addition of Tuchel to Bayern, and maybe they get more solid and um to to overcome that and win in resounding fashion, I think would be probably the biggest scalp that City have claimed in the competition so far. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that Real Madrid tie in 2019-20 was a big one, but obviously the, the two legs were separated by about four months and, and a global yeah. pandemic. So it's difficult to really sort of pinpoint just what that one meant. I, I think, you know, going back to last week, I, having had some time to re-watch the game in, in a bit more detail, I, I, you know, I do think Tuchel's comments, while not accurate entirely about the fact he felt his side were a little bit hard done by I do think you know it was a it was a different performance from City whether or not they deserve to concede whether or not they deserve 3-0 you know you can make your own mind up on that personally I think City probably could have been hard done by by not having another couple of goals to that scoreline but Obviously, big save from Edison, a couple of big blocks from from Ruben Diaz as well. You know, Bayern did cause City problems. It's just about for them, almost having roles reverse conversations about them taking their chances as opposed to City, who was in that position you felt like last year. Um, right, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap for part one there. Like I said, whistle-stop episode going through tonight's match. We'll be back after a short break to speak about what we might expect from the City lineup in the Allianz Arena. Hello, listener, and welcome back to the City Report podcast. This episode is sponsored by Beer Monster, the best place to find a variety of ales at refreshingly low prices. Purchase before the end of April and you'll get £5 off every order, and there's also free shipping for any order over £35. UK residents only, 18 and over, drink responsibly. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Obviously, games thick and fast. We've already had two episodes so far this week. So if you're looking for something to, to to fill the void of time before tonight's big clash, then go back and listen to those. Um, Adam, this this could be a, a lengthy segment. It could be a short segment. Manchester City's team selection tonight, then. Are we in agreement that 
we're probably going to be seeing the back the back four. Uh, is that what we can call it? The free slash sort of open bracket one, closed bracket. I'm not quite sure what you'd classify it as, but the four centre-halves, I think, is probably what we'd expect given the, the last few games. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see the same lineup from the first leg. I think it's as simple as that. Identical? Yeah, I don't see... I mean, there's been no injuries since then. Um, yeah, I mean, did, did, did De Bruyne look a little... Did he have a knock when he came off against Leicester or was it just maybe fatigue? I mean, he looked, I remember him going down and sitting on the ground for a little bit in that Leicester game and then coming off um, at some point. Mm. But I don't, you know, we've heard nothing about any sort of injuries in the team. So I see no reason why it wouldn't be the exact same lineup. Obviously, one of the big talking points ahead of the first leg was Bernardo versus Mares. Riyad Mares is, you know, he's, he's earned the tag of, of being the big game player. Champions League nights, he usually turns up. Whereas in the Premier League, I'm not going to say he's not, he's never turned up, but it's usually, you know, you, you associate his best moments in the City shirt with those nights under the lights in this competition. I thought Bernardo Silva did, a, as he always does, an exemplary job of of locking down that side he was playing on and, and, and really helping Manuel Akanji. I thought who looked much more comfortable with Bernardo Silva on that side, as opposed to a winger who usually in Mares, you know, has been known not to do the tracking back. Given the state of play, given City's three goal margin, we expect Bayern Munich to come at City from the off, or at least it'd be daft if they didn't do, you know, home crowd, 80 odd thousand capacity arena. They need to score early on to make a tie of it. Is there a shout perhaps that Riyad Mahrez comes in and City can utilise that counter-attack a bit more? You know, if you were to defend a little bit more compactly, that back four would, or slash three again, whatever you want to call it, you know, you would hope that they could take care of the attackers. Or do you still think big game, big match, Bernardo Silva is your go-to man every time? Yeah, it's Bernardo Silva for me. I I, I don't, I, I see loads of value in Riyad Mahrez in this game, but I see loads of value in him 65 70 minutes on where maybe Bayern have been knocking at the door the legs start to go a little bit and if you still have a healthy lead you know past the hour mark they're going to have to open themselves up even more and that may be you know throwing a center half up top or something like that and leaving themselves even more open and then you um then you try to expose them maybe with Riyad Mahrez or um you know Julian Alvarez off of the bench um but I think from the start Bernardo Silva has to play. He's just so useful when you're dealing with, um, you know, that left side of of Alfonso Davies and any combination of you know Kingsley Coman or Leroy Sané or, or Serge Gnabry. He's just so useful. The way that not only will he track back and defend and and harry the ball and and stuff like that, but his press is so relentless that. Davies and, and Sané, whoever it was on that left side, they struggled to get out of their own half at times. And these are you know phenomenal football players with unlimited amounts of pace. And Bernardo's press just kept them hemmed in down into that corner, and they couldn't utilize you know any of their their good characteristics. So he's just so useful in this situation. Um, I think yeah, I think you go with Bernardo from the start again. We we do we do like to talk about. You know, Riyad Mahrez being a big game player, and I'm I'm absolutely not um, doubting that because I I absolutely believe that theory. But Bernardo Silva is probably the other big game player in the team. You know, the mm-hmm. the big crowd, big atmosphere, games that might get a little bit chaotic and frantic. That's when he thrives. 
that's when the ball seems to be glued to his feet and, you know, he's got an extra battery in his, in his pack. Um, so yeah, it, it's Bernardo Silva from the start for me. And and perhaps maybe a, a callous point, but one that needs to be made all the same. It's a shot window for Bernardo Silva. He's been pushing for a move and, and not that anybody in Europe looking at this would go, you know, I'm not sure on that Bernardo Silva kid, but if he can put in another man of the match performance, maybe even someone like Bayern Munich, although I'm not quite sure uh, Bavarian lifestyle is what he, he's quite after when he when he, he, he harks on about the Mediterranean uh, situation that he's missing. But, you know, a Barcelona, a Real Madrid, I think are probably the only team who maybe have the money should they miss out on Bellingham. You know, this is a big night for him personally. He's got to be able to make sure that he can then sell himself on that stage as well and say, you know what, I can be the main man. City are going to be missing me if I leave, as opposed to he just comes in, does a job, goes out the team, can easily be replaced. Or, you know, perhaps maybe a contract extension at City, which has either a release clause or, I don't know, a a billion pound a week salary in it. You know, whatever he wants, it is a big part of his career, I feel like. Maybe a bit of a sliding doors moment. Um, Another man then, before we start to to wrap up, I think is is in for a massive night, a potentially City career-defining night, is Jack Grealish. Because we've, we've... Obviously, since he arrived at City, you and I have made no 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 sort of mistake in the fact that we think he's a superb, useful, valuable, really good player to have at the football club. In in the sort of post World Cup uh, segment of this season, he's been probably City's biggest game player in the sense that you know you look at some of his goals and assists they've become in against the, the the top six in the division. Is it time now for him to go and do it? on the European stage? Is it? Is this the moment for him to go, yes, okay, he's been a really, really good Premier League asset. Does he need like a performance, a goal? And not, not, I'm not even going to say he needs a goal and assist because we know that he doesn't. He's not that sort of player. But, you know, does he need to make a stamp on this game, drag City across the line if necessary? A little bit like he almost did at the Bernabeu last season. You know, he came so close to scoring twice, I think it was, and sending City to the final. But does he need that, do you think, to really sort of cement his 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 importance to this team going into this big running? You know, there is a very realistic universe in which him putting his stamp on the game is him just drawing fouls, breaking play mm-hmm. up, slowing things down, being able to recycle possession. I know we've used this kind of cliche phrases for Jack Grealish for, you know, almost two seasons now. But this is this is a game that's perfect for that. You know, if if on one side you've got Bernardo Silva that can thrive in the chaos. We don't really want the chaos tonight, you know. We want this to be let's be honest, we want this to be the most boring game we've ever seen. <laughs> the more boring the better it is for City. The more the crowd gets behind Bayern, they start creating chances, you know, one or two go off the post. It's going to it's going to get frantic. We've seen it time and time again in this competition. When things get frantic, anything can happen in this competition. It doesn't matter the scoreline. It doesn't matter the opponent. Um, I think Jack Grealish is the perfect player for this type of game because he can go at defenders. He can take people on. He can link up with Holland and De Bruyne and, and Gundogan and make things happen. But, you know, if the message from the touchline is slow things down, you know, just reset the game, take the chaos element out of it, he's the perfect player for that because he can carry the ball, he can draw fouls, he can break things up. Um, but there is another also realistic universe in which he writes the wrongs of the Bernabeu. And that's not me mm-hmm. saying he did anything wrong at the Bernabeu. Thibaut Courtois makes a couple of fantastic saves. The ball is inches wide of him, you know, 
cementing his legacy as a city player only a year in. Um, and maybe he does pop up with a, you know, an assist for Holland or, um, or a goal to kind of end the tie. Um, but based on current form and everything we've seen post world cup, there's no reason to, to believe that he won't pop up and do something like that. It, it's we've said all this, but it doesn't matter because City are in the third kit anyway. So we all know what happens there. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a four, it's a four nil win for Bayern, and we all go home with our tails between our legs. Oh shit! I didn't know I was going to say something there. <laughs> um, do you want to jump in? Let's just say yeah. yes. It's shit. Yeah, I I um, definitely miss the days of the third kit being a once in a once a month type of thing. Mm, especially yeah. when there's no if there's no kit clash just play in the home kits and blue versus red is is the ultimate it's the ultimate anti kit clash colors mm. in football so yeah it yeah, should, it's, it should be it's punishable gross. you think of the daft fines you way for give out to players for or, or clubs for being 2 minutes late to the second half Punish well did you not did you see the, our uh, our local derby this past weekend portland seattle I didn't know, considering it was kicking off at half three in the morning. No, I didn't, afraid. Obviously, timbers are green and gold. Sounders are this horrific, like, pukey lime green color. Um, Sounders played in a, like, blackish dark red, and the timbers played in pink. Oh. Yeah, it's horrendous. The game's gone. The game's the, gone. The game is gone. <laughs> Uh, hopefully this game has gone for Bayern Munich tonight which is a nice way to wrap up Adam starting to get a bit jittery now starting to get a bit nervous but thank you very much for joining us yep thank you and as always if you haven't follow subscribe it means that Manchester City will be winning tonight if you do there you go there's a little cheat code for you until next time we'll see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.